Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spring Fever with me, XFL, CFL, USFL, Jim, joined by my co-host, Eric, at ETOFT1Sports on Twitter, YouTube, wherever you can find your good sports content. My man, how we doing? Doing well, man. You know, it's a little nippy here. We got cold weather, football. How So was your weather cold today? Because mine was, it started cold and then was beautiful. You know, we got up to a robust 42, uh, 33 when I woke up, you know. We got up to like 64. No, those are pipe dreams now, man. Those are pipe dreams for me now. It's supposed to hit 80 on Sunday. (laughs) What? Yeah. Nebraska is a weird state. I woke up today and it was 22 degrees. And then like come the afternoon, it was it was like 67. So this is me. Today, 30. Tomorrow, 32. Friday, 37. little warm front. We're going to be in the 70s Saturday through Monday. (laughs) Then back in the 40s and 30s, Tuesday through Friday. This is the sports content you listen to Spring Fever for, everybody. (laughs) The weather report in Illinois. We have some CFL to discuss. We're going to open the show with some CFL. The playoffs loom, Eric. The playoffs of the CFL. The Grey Cup towers above these teams heading into the postseason. There are two weeks left of the regular season. One team plays their last game this week. The playoff picture is getting set. I mean, for the most part, the playoff picture is basically set already. Yeah, it's just who's playing where, who gets home team advantage. So there's four teams locked in right now. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg. Hamilton, uh, sorry, Winnipeg, Toronto, uh, Montreal is locked in. So it's Winnipeg, Montreal, BC, and Calgary are all locked in. It's just kind of figuring out who's playing who for a home field advantage. Winnipeg is locked into first in the West. But there's a lot going. There's still like there's the playoff moving, scenarios. Moving pieces. Moving pieces. So before we break down the games, the gambling games, get to the DGen content, I want I thought it'd be fun if we took a little look who we think is going to be playing in these divisional semifinals, who we think is going to be playing in the finals, and then who's going to be playing in the Grey Cup. And finally, Eric, I want us to predict right here and now who's going to win the Grey Cup. Okay. So let's start let's start with the West, the one that's a little bit more set. We're going to be getting we'll just assume it's probably going to be BC at home versus Calgary. So it's going to be Calgary at BC. No idea what the status of Nathan Rourke is. I am going to go and I'm going to say that he's going to play. I'll take BC. You think Nathan Rourke comes in? I think Nathan Rourke comes in. I think you think plays. that injury kind of like sets him up. Yep. I think he's going to play. I think he's in even if I, yeah. Now, if he doesn't play, I think it's the Stampeders. That's kind of where I'm at, too. If he doesn't play, I think these are a very evenly matched team. Like, I think Vernon Adams is a very fine quarterback. I think he's been a really good placeholder for this team. If Nathan Rourke does not play, I will probably lead Stan Peters here. So let's just – we'll have the double scenario. So Nathan Rourke in. They, they move on to the finals. Not in. Calgary moves on. So then in both these scenarios, Calgary versus Winnipeg. I'm going to be on the Bombers. I'll be on the Bombers, too. You kind of have to be. I kind of like they're they get, God, I really want to take the Stampeders. So what do you feel, though? So the Bombers are basically taking they played last week. Sorry, they played two weeks ago. They played the Lions week 19. 
They played, yeah, they played this last week. They they're off this week, and then they play again week twenty one. But then they sit out the the semifinals. They're basically because they were they their starters didn't play last week. They they just sat a bunch of players. So one, two, three, four bye weeks basically. Are we worried about a rest situation? I'm totally worried about a rest situation. I think they're resting their players too much. You know, maybe you have them play a half that last week. Yeah, maybe you get them in like the first half in week 21. Yeah. Cuz you like in all for all intents and purposes you might be playing BC in the finals. Yep. I still like just the track record, the history. I lead in Winnipeg. Either way, like even if Nathan Rourke plays, if BC makes it, I still lean Winnipeg. Where are you at? I see I see that those wheels are turning. Does the comeback kid come back to BC? Lead them to the Grey uh, Cup. No, I'm taking the Stampeders out of the West. Oh, you're taking the Stamps to just like I'm taking the Stamps. Okay. Solid team, really good all around team. Good like, all around uh, team, good defense, explosive. Great offense. trenches, great in the trenches. I think that the Blue Bombers, I think all this rest is going to catch up with them. That's fair. I like it. So, Calgary out of the West, in the East, a little bit up in the air, but how I think it's going to shape up is we're going to get a Hamilton at Montreal division semifinal. Hamilton at Montreal, correct. That's how I'm feeling. Uh huh. Who do we think comes out of that game? I think it's a coin flip. I lean Hamilton. The way that both I'll these teams Hamilton. are playing right now. Yeah. I just Montreal is the ultimate wild card in these playoffs where they have beaten like they they've beaten Winnipeg and they've they could beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody. So it's so hard to predict their games. I like Hamilton in that spot. And then Toronto in Toronto, yet again, the revenge spot. Hamilton, uh, they repeat. They get back to the Grey Cup. That's how I see it. <sighs> Although, if you look at this I year, think- Hamilton has won their last their their last week's game. Eric, you'll be fun you'll be you'll be good to know. Hamilton's win against the St. Peters in week nineteen was their first road win of the season. Jesus. Jesus. But like we've touched on it before. Montreal is just so kind of like hit and miss. They're so up and down. There's so many variables with them. They can't be trusted. So I'll take Hamilton. I'll take the playoff experience. They've been there before. I'll take them. And then against Toronto, though. Yeah. I I fucking like I'm sorry, dude. You know, this is supposed to be a channel for the kids. I hate Toronto. I just hate Toronto. I hate You just Toronto. hate them because they're not putting in Swag Kelly. I do. I do. I hate them. They're not put they're not playing Swag Kelly. I hate them. Give me Hamilton reaching it. Heartbroken again. Stan Peters are winning the Grey Cup. They're raising it up. I have my Grey Cup is a rematch of last year. Hamilton versus Winnipeg. Winnipeg gets it done yet again. 
Look at Jim. Jim is calling a shot. He's calling a shot for the people. That leads us right into the gambling angle, though, because I'm looking at some futures right now. Let's go through every team. Let's Winnipeg. Winnipeg plus 140, Eric. And you got it at like plus 250? I think I did. I, I can look it up. I can look it up real quick in my futures. And you know what I'm going to say to that? You saw the board back then. Yeah, I got him at 250. You know what? You saw the board back then. BC 400, no value. No, no. Argos 400. Hate it. I don't like it. it. I despise think I got that it. at a better number too. Where did I get? Because I, I bet the Argos earlier in the year. I got it at 550. Look at me with this fucking value. <laughs> I'm just, I'm tout. This is going to be a tout fest. Uh, Calgary, five to one. Can you just turn your name to value? <laughs> just value? Value Jim. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking, like a Kroger brand. You going to sprinkle a little on that Calgary plus 500? I like it, dude. I, I kind of want to, I kind of do want to sprinkle a little. On the Calgary plus 500. That ain't terrible. Uh, Alouettes plus 800. That's just too much chaos. Can't back it. Hamilton 10 to 1. Saskatchewan 20 to 1. I mean, I'd take Calgary or Hamilton. Those are probably your two best values that I see. Because you're not getting like, I have Calgary as the second best team right now in my power rankings. Okay. You're not getting second best team numbers. Like BC's getting the edge. That might be them factoring in Nathan Rourke potentially coming back. Who knows? But, ah. You ready to break down week 20? I'll take Calgary. Give me Calgary. Fuck, man. Give me Calgary. Excuse Plus 500. Me. Plus 500. You're not going to get – if they make it there, you're not getting that money. You're probably getting close to like a plus 210, 220. I'll take him. Let's do it. Let's get dirty, Jim. Let's talk a little week 20 CFL action. Game number one. Ottawa Red Blacks head over to Hamilton to take on the Thai Cats. Thai Cats are a six-point home favorite. Over under set at 49 and a half. Money line plus 180 for the Red Blacks, minus 225 for the Thai Cats. Nerves. That's why, you know, but both these teams need this game because both these teams need this game. I think it's going to be a closer game. That leads me to Ottawa plus the six. And I, because both these teams, I feel, need it, there's not going to be as many chances taken. You know what I mean? Yeah. The more, I, so we I talked about. Lean to the under. I'm actually coming around on this under. I'm kind of liking this under, actually. We talked about it a little bit on the uh, <coughs> ETOF, the 2 1 Sports podcast. Uh, go check that out when it's actually out, people. On Friday. On Friday. Check it out Friday. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually coming around to this under. I, I like the under 49 and a half after talking it out a little bit. Yeah. After kind of going through it, we're yeah. seeing the board a little bit. Well, dude, one person's seeing the board and that's you, my friend. <laughs> I mean, you got the x-ray vision on the board right now, my friend. Okay. So I'm on the plus six. I'm on the under 49. I'm going to sprinkle a little tiny sprinkle on that money line. I'll take the six, the plus 180 and the under 49 and a half. We're both lockstep on this one. Let's go to game number two, Friday night. BC Lions, home, ro- sorry, road favorites against Edmonton. Edmonton plus seven at home, plus 240 on the money line, over, under, set at 49. God damn it. You know it. what? God Last damn it. Last game of the year. 
I think BC just wants to get everyone healthy, try to get Rourke back so that way they can get everything going in the right directions. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna play the Elk seven. I'm gonna play them straight up to win at plus two forty. God damn it. What have I said all year? Fade Ottawa and Edmonton at home. I've said that time and time again, and it's printed money. That that like mentality has printed money. But that's too many points. Seven is too many points. Edmonton did not like they found ways to lose last week. They find but- ways to lose at home. And I know I'm going to get my heart ripped out. I'm on the plus seven. I'm on the plus 240. I'm on the over 49. Hey, look what I'm doing for you. I'm clapping for you. Because you know what, Jim? I like it. I like it a lot, my friend. Oh, God. God, God, God. Toronto Argonauts, Montreal Alouettes. Toronto, minus one and a half on the road. Minus 125 on the money line. Plus 105 for the Owls over under set at 48 and a half. I absolutely, positively hate laying points on the road. I hate both these teams, but I hate Toronto less. I hate Montreal less. Give me Montreal plus the one and a half. I'll flip the coin with Montreal. I'll just take Montreal straight up on the money line. I yeah, don't it makes see. more sense. I'll take the plus 105 too. I'll dabble on that over too. Last uh, game. Not, not going to get invested in the over. Last game, Eric. Toronto yeah. does have a good defense, so there is a chance this could go under, but I'm going to lean over. Last game. Calgary Stampeders, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, another road favorite. Calgary minus two and a half on the road, minus 145 on the money line, plus 125 for the Riders, over under set at 49. I hate land points in the road, but Calgary is my pick to win it all, so I'll take Calgary. God, I hate fading Saskatchewan at home, but I also hate Saskatchewan. I think they suck. I've talked about it for like the last six weeks, it feels like. The worst offensive line in the league. Yep. I guess a stout defense in Calgary, who, if BC does lose this week, leave the door wide open for Calgary to get a home playoff spot if they win. Yeah. I'm, you know, fuck it. I'm on the Stamps minus two and a half. Screw it. I'm not it. touching the total. Not I'm not touching that total. I'm not touching that total. Lean, small lean on God. I just take over in Calgary games. So small lean on the over. Small, small lean, small. God, yeah. That's how you do it. What's this? What's this first half spread right here? Oh, you get team totals. God damn it! They just really in, Jim. I know. Well, let me see this Edmonton team total. 20 and a half? Give me the over. Fuck you. Edmonton over 20 and a half points. Eat my ass. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Boom. That's the CFL. That's where we're standing right now. There's a little bit of news going on in some other leagues that we're going to touch on Eric. And I forgot. I think this is an X-League week. Do we have X League? X League week, baby. I just checked it. We're gonna, we're gonna. I'm, okay, so on the fly, while we're talking about this stuff, I will come up with spreads for these okay. X League games. Okay. I will come up on the fly with spreads for these X League games. So the news wise, though, we're talking X. A couple partnerships. Let's start with the XFL. XFL partnering with the Indoor Football League, the IFL. Um, 
from what it seems like, we I don't know too much personally. It looks like it's a, it's like a player acquisition sort of partnership where it looks like players can jump back and forth from one league to another without really incurring any contract penalties or things like that. Maybe the IFL turns into like a light farm system for some players. I know the XFL in 2020 and the USFL both dipped fairly decently into like the arena leagues. Yeah, and I mean, like, if these players that are in the IFL, they can use the XFL facilities, they can train, they can get more reps in, they can keep going in the right direction. I think it's good. And who knows, you could be able to find that diamond in the rough that could get to the XFL. You know, you know what I mean? There's, like you said, I think it's just a win-win for both leagues. You know, a lot of player developmental stuff. And it's just, you know, if it turns into a farm system, I think that's great. I was going to say, so it looks like, the season for the IFL starts March 12th, so it does start in the middle of uh, the XFL season, but it continues well into April and May. Mm-hmm. So maybe like once players are done with their XFL season, they could then play in the IFL as well, just to maybe add like an extra paycheck too. Okay. But that's a lot of football. That's a ton of football. Like, you wouldn't want to go through a whole XFL season and then play in the IFL. No. No. Could you imagine playing football? So, if you play, so theoretically, if you're this superhuman being, you played a full XFL season. uh, And I'm not even going to count like making it to the championship game. You just play a full XFL season done in, in like early April, late March. You make it all the way to the end of the regular season of the IFL. That's July 16th. Jesus. So could you imagine playing football and it's football from February to July? That would be awesome if I was Superman. Although you did you're seeing it this year, uh with a couple USFL players that played a full USFL season and now are playing in the NFL. Yeah. Which is nuts. But that's a good point. Like these guys that would go from the IFL to the XFL, they wouldn't be playing that much. Probably not. Yeah. Now, is XFL going to have a practice squad? I wonder. I wonder if they're going to do it. So, like, you know, as as everyone knows, so in 2020, they had just a practice team mm-hmm. in, like, a hub spot. And since I think what they're doing, since if they do do the hub situation where all the teams just stay in Dallas and then fly to their markets for the games, why not just have, like, one practice squad for all the teams? Which makes sense, and maybe that's where they're going to do there. Maybe that maybe the X no sorry maybe the IFL players will be on the practice practice team. Maybe they they could switch it. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad situation. And then like it gives them a shot to like jump into the XFL, make some yeah, more money, injury or something, or yeah. That's pretty yeah because that's what they so in twenty twenty they did that all the time they 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 had players ready on the practice squad that could just go to any team that needed players. I like that. I like that. I like that too. I like the I like the partnership with these other like smaller leagues. And like the IFL is established, they're they they are in a, like a legit arena league, but I don't want to deride any any level of football, but it's arena football. Like, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a transition too. Yeah, but damn it, hey Eric, guess what though? I think some part in the, during the season, I did find websites where you could bet IFL. Dude. So, you know, next year, Spring Fever, we're going to have IFL lines. 
Jesus. The USFL also announced a partnership. Little, let me put on my USFL gym face uh, with Hub Football. So I had heard of Hub Football a little bit. It looks like it's an audition sort of thing for football players, okay. which this makes total sense because the USFL, from the people who brought you the Spring League, which was an audition league, it, it's just basically to get better scouting data. Data. Okay. So I guess it's like to like help the players – promote themselves i guess a little bit more okay the issue with the usfl is they're so like secretive with everything i don't like the issue with the fucking xfl is they 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 take forever to announce shit but at least they announce it (laughs) you know what i mean they announce it yeah the only thing we can hope for now is that these guys have been listening to us and during the season put out good injury reports Like that's the one thing we needed. Yeah. You you were begging for that all year. Dude, I just need to know what's going on. You know, Uncle Uncle Rico can't read minds. But yeah, good good for the USFL. They also hired two GMs for some teams. Um the big announcement we're waiting uh, as everyone knows that the we're waiting for the USFL is announcing a northern hub city. So they have sort of like two hub cities. Well, I was hoping for the firing of Jeff Fisher. No, he's he's staying. Hey, year two build. It's a it's it it's a process. Trust the process. <laughs> Michigan I, Panthers coming coming for that ass. I think the process is dead. Let's talk some X League. This is an X League week, everybody, so everyone knows. So game number one, the Fujitsu Frontiers going against the Elecom Kobe Feenies. Jeez. At Elecom. So Fujitsu, as everyone knows, has just been like just fucking teams up. Let me let me see if I can find the record. Translate this to English. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who are we talking? They the Frontiers. Fujitsu? Yeah. They, oh, God they, they won 40 to 7. I guess yeah. Cheaters. Just. It's insane. And now they play Kobe. He's coming off a big 31 to 7 win. I I mean, obviously I think Fujitsu wins. I think Fujitsu wins by more than two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm gonna set the line at Frontiers. I'm gonna set it at Fujitsu minus twenty one and a half. Twenty one and a half? Yeah, I'm putting it over three. Oh, I'll take the 21 and a half. Give me the points, my friend. So Eric is taking plus 21 and a half. Yeah. Next game, all Mitsubishi Lions versus the Panasonic Impulse. Impulse, the number two team in the league. All right, who, who we got here? The all Mitsubishi Lions versus the Panasonic Impulse. Mitsubishi coming off a loss. Yeah, they're not very good. Panasonic coming off a 68 to zero beatdown. Yeah, they're really good. Hey, Mitsubishi lost to our deer. Oh, dude. I'll, I'll, what's the spread here? 45? Uh, yeah, I'm probably putting it around like 46, <laughs> 40, 45 and a half, 46. Well, dude. Right, right now we're sitting at 45 and a half. I'll take the 45 and a half, minus 45 and a half. Yeah, we're laying that minus 45 and a half. Okay, I got you down for minus 45 and a half on that one. Uh, money line for the the Lions. We're gonna set it plus 
1450. Probably about to say, like, no, I'm gonna go plus. Jesus. I was going to say, like, yeah, like 50 to 1. Yeah, this is one of those games where you don't see a money line offered. <laughs> Unless you're at five games. Rest in peace. God, I missed five dives. That was like D-Gen's Paradise from what I hear. It's a little before my time. Dude, fucking amen. I mean, like, I missed it, dude. Got kicked out. Got kicked out. I got some stories about Tony. Oh. Yeah, Deers versus Nojima. Our Deers versus the Nojima. Saga. Deers versus Nojima. Deers coming off a win. Their first win of the season. I'm going to fade them. I'm going to make the line. Nojima minus... Ten and a half. Uh, minus eight and a half. Yeah. I'll fade them. Okay, so you're on the eight and a half. Up next, Sunday, the Acai Beer versus IBM Big Blue. This is a fun matchup. I'm going to take the – I'm going to make IBM the favorite. They should be the favorite. They're the better team. I'm going to make IBM a 10-point favorite. I'll lay the points. Okay, Eric's on that. So far, we're all on the same page here, except I'm on the Frontiers uh, minus 21 and a half. Uh, so far, we've only disagreed on that game, but we also agree on this one. I'm going to say the beer. Get it done. I'm going to take a plus 10. Okay. Obic Seagulls versus the Acai Beverage. I'm going to set the line at Seagulls minus the beverage or the new team. I'm going to say the Seagulls minus 14 and a half. I'll take the, I'll take the 14 and a half. Okay. Are you laying those points or are you, ta- you taking I'm them? I'm laying. I'm laying. Okay. We're both laying them. Last game, Tokyo Gas versus the Fukuoka Suns. Making the Suns. The Gas are really bad. But so, Fukuoka is not great. Fuku- I'm going to make the Suns minus 7.5. I'll take the Suns. I'm going to take the Gas plus 7.5. Eric is taking the minus seven and a half. That's it for X League. Any upsets this week? I don't. I call a couple ups. Okay, so I'm gonna call. I will call the the fuck. I'll call. Uh, I'll call the Acai Beer to upset IBM. That's my upset of the week. Dude, look at Jimbo. Calm chat. Upset of the week. I think that'll do it. I think that'll be it for Spring Fever. Baby! God, I can't wait. I'm still waiting. I don't think the XFL has even confirmed these team names that got leaked. It's bullshit. I'm just stupid. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah, like. Should, do you want me to tweet at The Rock right now? Do you want me to live? I, tweet, I, I DM him every day. Hey, Rock, Jimbo here. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I say. That's exactly what I say. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of Spring Fever. We hope you all feel very filled in. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Eric, before we go, though, where can the people find you? 
at etop21 on the Twitter machine and at etop21sports underscore on the old Instagram. Everywhere. You can find him fucking everywhere where you can find him. Go look for him. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening once again. We'll see you again next week. Uh, Bye. Uh, Bye.